Peace, everybody. Welcome to the Vital Hoops Podcast. My name is Fernando Cardenas, aka International XB, and I'm your host. This is episode 13, and our amazing guest today is Marv Fox Jr. Marv is from Detroit, Michigan. <clears throat> he has a master's in student personnel and administration of higher education and a bachelor's in psychology. He is a purpose coach with Speak on Purpose and a basketball skill coach with meticulous basketball. He has a lot of experience in the field. Um, he was an assistant coach at Concordia University, Ann Arbor, which is his and my alma mater. So we go way back. Uh, it's an honor to have him on the show. I hope you learned from him as much as I have. Mar Fox Jr., how you doing, yes, my brother? I'm good, man. I'm good. <laughs> hey, look. <laughs> We already been talking for about an hour. Yeah, we have been going, you know what I mean. But but just to you know, for the people, yes, just for the people, man. I wanna I wanna officially welcome you to the Vital Hoops podcast, man, and thank you for being here, bro. I appreciate you, and I and I and I I, I saw, and I saw Pierre on here, and I and I saw other people on here, and I was like, all right, listen, man, all right, I ain't gonna I ain't gonna. Re- I ain't gonna reach out to him, but you better reach out to me. Oh, like, oh better... okay, okay. So you so you be peeping a little bit. That's good. Oh, one hundred percent. That makes me happy. Like, I'm like, I appreciate he, he, like, it. Eventually, he he needs to like. I need I need an invite. This is Come on, man. You know it's gonna hit you up. Little ego when you dealing with little bro. You like little bro better. He better he better hit me up. You know what I'm saying? No doubt, man. We here. We here, man. This is, you know, it's an honor to have you, my G. Uh, listen, man, we're going to get into some stuff, man. We got a lot, man. We, we might, this, this show might, it could be a part one and part two, but I think we just, we're just going to have you. It's better if we have you again on later on and some, you know, some other yeah. stuff, but listen, yeah. let's get, let's get a look, let the listeners know a little bit about, let's start with the basic, you know, vital hoops. We want a little, little bit about your experience with basketball. How did basketball come into your life? You know what I'm saying? You being a young kid from Detroit, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. How did basketball come into your life? And um, how did the love start growing and how did it become something serious for you, man? Yeah, so I was I grew up in Detroit. Um, I'm 41. So mm-hmm. I was in Detroit when you could look at the All-American game. You will always see good representation oh, from from Michigan. Right. <laughs> and we were producing really, really, really good basketball players every single year. We were producing uh very very solid pros veterans so on and so forth so i grew up in a very rich era of basketball um when you talk about detroit motor city detroit um detroit area uh basketball mm-hmm. so cecilia's yeah yeah <laughs> like when that was really the spot like you, everybody went there that was that was our rucker yeah exactly that's what i'm saying yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I don't know any other historic all the top ball players like, out there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you you got you you if you want to really really make a name for yourself and be that guy, you got to go, gotta to, go there. You got to get busy <laughs> at all times. No doubt. So anyway, um, I started playing basketball when I was thirteen. The gym class that I was in in middle school, uh, we 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 would uh we would spend a week in the pool, a week mm-hmm. in the gym, a week in the pool, a week in the gym. And so just by playing basketball throughout the school year, started to develop a love for the game. And um, that carried on to high school. I was like, I'm going to go out for the team. So I knew that I had to run cross country or either play football in order for me to play basketball, right? I knew that those, those that played football or ran cross country were in good favor. 
So I was smart enough to run cross country and I made the team. And I, I honestly, I think I got beat out by somebody else who was much better than I was, but mm-hmm. because I ran cross country and the other person didn't, they showed me love. Mm-hmm. So I made the JV team. And the funny thing about my career is as I was developing, loving the game, making sure that I was trying to play at all times, uh, I never, I didn't finish out my high school career because mm-hmm. I grew up in an era where it was survival of the fittest and coaches right. kind of wanted to make, they, they wanted to make the, the, the basketball space as tough Mm-hmm. and as somewhat verbally abusive yeah, as yeah. possible in order to see who would come out of this and be, you know, the, that, that guy, you right, know what right. I'm saying? I feel you. I feel you. So when you're playing with a bunch of young men and they don't have father figures in their lives, rather than maybe they do, but they're not in the house. They're not in the house. The coach is, is working to be that for these young men. Oh, that's- I had a father in my home, number mm-hmm. one. Number two, mm-hmm. I had a I had a, a God-fearing father. I had a, my father was a minister. So mm-hmm. the way that coach needs to talk to these kids and the way he needs to talk to me, I didn't need that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, I didn't need that. I had I had my, my, my high school coach called me a bitch one time, twice. Yeah. In, in an effort to kind of toughen me up. Yeah. But I'm coming from a household where my father don't talk to me like that. Right, right. You dig what I'm saying? So I was like, nah, this ain't for me, man. So did, my senior did, year. Did your pops have to come to the school and everything? <laughs> my pops intervened because yeah. he was like, yo, this ain't, mm, yeah, this don't that. make sense. You know what I'm saying? And so uh, I quit my senior year. But before I quit, I got a chance to visit a college. And again, because I was from an area that was known for producing good basketball talent and I didn't finish out my senior year, the, the the coach was like, if I can get a Detroit public school student athlete, right. I, I can turn that person into something. So as long as I got a good student who comes from this basketball factory, mm. I can turn that kid into something. So I go to a HBCU after I graduate. I now this is how much of a lame I was. I'm in Florida. I'm about 45 minutes from Miami. Where'd you go? What school? school called uh florida memorial okay so not you know not not any it's an hbcu but it's not one of the like it's not like a morehouse or anything like that so my buddy a buddy of mine that i played ball with he went to concordia the school that i would eventually go to the school that you went to Mm -hmm. he went there right out of high school so it's spring break i go home i come i go to detroit me you know like I, i should be I'm, I'm where everybody going. Mm. I was like, no, nah, I'm going back home. So I went to go play uh, open gym because Concordia season was done. So I went to go play open gym. I played well enough for the coach to say, listen, if you want to play basketball, Come you, 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 you got a home here. So I looked at that open gym like a tryout. Yeah. And I was still a good athlete. I could still run and jump real high, jump, run real fast. Yeah. And uh, that was it for me, man. So, so I was wait, like, did you gonna... play? You weren't playing at Florida Memorial? Nope. Okay. I'm, I was done. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just hanging out. I play yeah, open yeah. gyms, you know, play on the blacktop, yeah, yeah, you know, whatever. But I play, uh, so I got an opportunity to go to Concordia. And because I, because I quit, because I quit my senior year, I promised myself, I promised myself, no matter what happens, no matter how bad this gets, I am not quitting. 
okay. I am not quitting. And uh, I, I experienced some hard times at Concordia, yeah. but I finished I'm it sure. out. And while that was happening, that was developing my love affair with the game. And uh, from that point forward, I graduate, I go into coaching. I think I coached you for about a year, maybe a year and a half, realized I suck at coaching. Cause I was you, you, didn't, you, didn't, you didn't coach me officially. When you, when, you weren't, when you were an assistant coach at Concordia, I was already gone. You didn't officially coach me at Concordia. I never you're had right. you as an assistant. Yeah, I never had you as an assistant. You're right. You're right. You're yeah, right. Yeah. You're right. So, yeah, I, yeah. So, I helped you get in there. But then, yeah. Well, you, so you, helped me. Of, you, you coached me, just not officially. You never coached me officially as an assistant coach. You're right. So, yeah. once, so once that happened, I realized that. So, I got an opportunity. So, so, your coach, Ben Limbeck, my coach, Ben Limbeck, he gave me an opportunity to coach. Mm. But I got into coaching, and I realized I don't know much about the game. I've just been a player. Yeah. I've just been a player. And I wasn't a cerebral player. I was just a, I was a defensive player and I was an athlete yeah. that just so happened to play basketball. But I wasn't a basketball player. I didn't think the game X's and O's and strategy and all that other stuff. So when he put me on the staff, he gave me a responsibility and I realized I couldn't take advantage of the opportunity because I didn't think, I, I, I didn't have a skill set or I didn't think of the game in a very strategic way, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So what I realized, the best thing that I was good at was cheerleading. Yo, let's go, let's go. You can't stop him. He can't hold you. Okay. And, and at some point, somebody like, I appreciate your enthusiasm, but can you help me get, can you help me get past them? Hmm. Right? So because Limbeck and I didn't see the game. We, 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 I, we didn't see eye to eye on a lot of things. Okay, okay. I hold just, on, hold on, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Excuse me. Let me let me pardon me. Pardon the interruption, but real quick, let let's let's go back a little bit just for, for the listeners. For the listeners, mm -hmm. so we're talking here about the Concordia University. This is the school I went to. The school Marv went to. You know, it's an NAIA school in Michigan in Ann Arbor, actually. And real quick, I want to tell a, real quick about the story of how I got there. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And, yeah. And let and let 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 the listeners understand that. If it wasn't for you, I might, I might not, I might never went there. Speak on it. You know what I mean? So listen, you know, when I was in high school, you know, I, I, I had the opportunity to play for a prep school in Jersey, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, I always had high ambitions in basketball. So when I was in high school, basically my senior, the main schools that were recruiting me were all D3s. And I thought I could be, I, I, I didn't think, I knew I could do better than that. I wanted to do better than that. So I wanted to go like D2 or, you know, something like that. So. My coach in high school wasn't helping me much, really, um, unfortunately. So what I ended up doing was myself, I, I kind of uh, created an opportunity to go to a community college in Florida. So that's interesting. I did kind of like you out of, out of high school. I went to Florida. So I went to Palm Beach Community College. Back then it was called. And unfortunately, the coach uh, was giving me a shot. But when I got there, the whole coaching staff was out. So the situation was horrible. And the new coach was like, I got my full squad. New coach, like, nah, I got my full squad. So basically, um, so basically I couldn't play. So that that one year at Palm Beach Community College. So I ended up, you know, just I was still training. I was going to the park every day, working on my game, you know. But um, but I wasn't able to play. But so I was like, yo, I gotta get out of here. So one of my yeah. old high school coaches from my first freshman and, and sophomore year, where I was actually before being in Jersey, I was in Florida, freshman and sophomore year. One of my old high school coaches was like, listen, he was always helpful. Uh, his name was Coach uh, Davis, Adam Davis. If he's listening, shout out to Coach Davis. 
he was like, listen, I went to this little school, you know, this small little school. It's an NAIA school, you know what I mean, in, in Michigan called uh, Concordia University. I could try to see, I could try to get you up there, maybe, you know, get you a little tryout some so you could, you know, bounce back. And, you know, so I was like, yeah, definitely. I would, I would appreciate that for sure. So I spoke to the coach, whatever. I ended up flying up there, you know, and, uh, and, you know, I, I was like, NAIA, that's straight. You know what I'm saying? At least they give out scholarships. You know what I'm saying? It ain't D3, you know what I'm saying? So D3, D3 is not bad. The D3s, they actually find ways. They were like, listen, we can't give you athletic scholarship, but we'll do this, we'll do that. We'll find a way. We'll give you like a, a international student grant, this and that. But, you know, I, I was, you know, I wanted to do a little better than that. So I'm out there and, you know, the coach, obviously for those who know how I play, I've always been like a hustle player. So, you know, the coach, I, I'm going, I'm going in. I'm like, yo, this is life or death out here. So I'm going in and the coach is feeling me, you know what I'm saying? The coach like, okay, this kid goes hard at least. You know, he's like, yo, you can work your way, you know. We can start with a small scholarship. You can work your way up a little bit, this and that. So I'm like, okay, cool. But then I start looking around. I start going around campus and it's kind of tough for me because like it's like really, uh, like a really small, conservative, all white, pretty much all white school. You know what I'm saying? And I'm, I'm seeing like culturally it's going to be difficult. It's really cold up there. That's the reason I went down to Florida. I'm like, you know. So, like, it's really cold up there and all that. But I met Marv, actually. I met Marv Fox Jr. on my first day. And, you know, I started talking to him. And what I, what I really liked about Marv was that he was honest. You know what I'm saying? He didn't sell me a dream or anything. But he was like, yo, I went through here. You know, there's tough times. There's, you know, but, you know, I'm here. And, you know, I'm, you know, I'm doing good. So, I was like, yo, listen. <laughs> I'm man, doing all right. I'm doing, I'm doing all right, man. At the time you were you were working, I guess you were working at admissions at the at the yeah, at the I was, yeah you yep. you had just graduated, you know what I'm saying? Yep. So I'm like, yo, listen, man. And and Marv is the type of dude that you know. Okay, I was like, yo, I'm gonna give it a shot, man. This I got you know. So I so I came through I came through Concordia, man, and it ended up being dope, man. Like you know, I made a lot of great connections. You know, a lot of my teammates, you know, Marv, and you know, and then. We're going to get into this a little bit later, but, you know, when I got done playing and I wanted to go, go, you know, go back to France and play professionally, you know, I worked with you. That's when, that's when you really coached me. That's when you got into training with me. And that's how I was at, because in college I played like pretty much every position, <laughs> but, but I was Sinner. pretty much, yeah, but I was pretty much playing forward towards the end. You know what I'm saying? And I had to play point if I wanted to play at the high, at a higher level. Yeah. So I had to work with you and you helped. That's why you helped me, you know, really transition to being a point. But <laughs> but guess what? Real real quick, when I called Coach Limbach, Coach Limbach was my coach. When I called him like a few years after, like, yeah, coach, you know, I'm playing pro, you know, I'm a point guard now, yo. So I was like, coach, what do you can you believe it? Like I'm a PG. He was like, Yeah, I always knew you could play point, man. You had great handle and everything. I just needed you at the three. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, man. <laughs> Uh, that was funny, man. But yo, but yeah, just a little, just to let the um the listeners know a little bit. But let's get back to your story, man. You were you were talking about how you know when you got a chance to be on the on the on the coaching staff and you were enthusiastic with the players, right? Yeah. You were enthusiastic no with the players and everything, but but no, no coaching skill set. So yeah, no so, coaching skill set. It, yeah, it, so. it, it just be like a player who cannot play. Okay, a great cheerleader. <laughs> like, so I'm like coaching. I've got no skill set, but I'm mm. a great cheerleader. And then Limbeck and I, again, we didn't see eye to eye. I only coached, only played with, play for him for one one year. And yeah. he was a young coach. And I was, 
I mean, he's not that much older than I am either. So like now I'm I'm playing for somebody who's about three years older than I am. Like, bro, I go I, I party with people your age, but <laughs> now I gotta res- I gotta respond I gotta re- I gotta respect you and respond to you as though you're like you yeah. Know, and co- coaching his early than- years, he liked to be like you know like the like the tough figure. He liked to be real, like strict with everything. He wasn't like a player's coach at the time. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how he has evolved. He looked, I'm sure he has evolved he's, very he's, well. He's, he's evolved. He's yeah, evolved. I can say I'm pretty it. sure because he's, 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 um, he went on to Concordia, Nebraska, right? Yep. That's where he went on to coach. That's his alma mater. And he's do he's done great things. It's looking like he, he's, sure. he's doing great out there. So shout no, out to Coach No, he's evolved. Lindbeck. Yeah, shout out to he's, Coach he, Lindbeck. He's, he's evolved. Yeah, yeah. And so anyway, man, so I get I, I get ghosts. But at that time, I started training basketball players. I had a, a good my mentor. He said, um, I want to I want to run my own basketball AU team. We're going to call it. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. And Lord was an acronym for leadership, offense, rebounds and defense. Okay. Yes, Lord. That's dope. So we hold tryouts. The response we got was underwhelming. We didn't get a lot of talent. And then there's a parent who said, uh, do you do training? And so I'm like, sure I do. And you jumped I jumped on the opportunity. But I was like, sure I do. Yeah. So I started training this kid, and his name is Jordan Rodriguez. His name after Michael Jordan. Jordan okay. Rodriguez. His father's name is Julio. And um, this is my first client. I started training this kid, and immediately I realized I suck at training. I'm terrible. <laughs> I have no clue how to develop talent. Okay. But I loved it. I loved it, but I knew I sucked at it, but mm. I loved it though. Uh. So I said, okay, I still have my relationship at Concordia. I knew I can go there and work out whenever I wanted to for the most part. So I said, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work at this. Right. So I started getting some of the drill videos and better basketball. I remember you, you when I met you, you had those. So yeah, I, I had those I, DVDs back in the day, the yeah. DVDs. Man. The better basketball. There's another guy by the name of Gannon Baker, who yeah, I no really, really admired. So I started studying these guys and really, really just trying to figure out how to learning how to train myself to be a better basketball player and a new improved basketball player that was more skilled than just athletic. Mm. I do this for a long time, man. I have my fair share of bumps in the road, but I'm, I'm getting into park and rec departments and I'm getting into gyms and I'm running my own camps and I'm I'm doing collaborative work with different organizations and things of that nature, different AU programs, so on and so forth. So every month, every year, every season, I get a little bit better. I get a little bit better at my craft, a little, a little bit more. I'm starting to expand my um, my uh, my client base. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm training people one-on-one. I'm, I'm doing group work. And I'm getting all these different experiences that are helping me uh, to really establish myself as a, as a, as a basketball skills coach. And so in 2010, mm-hmm. in 2010, I, uh, I get invited back to Concordia to be a coach. Cause at this point I know what my identity is. I know mm-hmm. I'm a skills guy. You want me to work on defensive schemes and offensive schemes. That's not my skill set. but if you give me your offensive scheme, mm-hmm. I can train the guys to run it. And I'll say this about you. It's funny how God works, man. It's funny how the universe works. Mm. There are so many people that God put in my in my presence that that were good enough basketball players and smart enough basketball players to kind of mature me as a skills coach. Mm. So there's you, right? Mm. You help me out. Because mm. 
at some point you need to work out with a stud to help you figure out how to be a stud coach. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because you can't keep working out with the kids that's like doing the record and stuff. Like <laughs> yeah, at some yeah, point yeah. you that's... need somebody with great ambition. Yeah, yeah. There was you. There was my main man, um, Nate Schmidt, no who's doubt. a coach for Iowa State. Yeah, shout out to Nate. He, I needed, I needed to work out with a kid who loved the game, so I could figure out how to coach a kid who loves the game. Mm. And I don't know if, and, and I, you, this, you probably won't know this person, but this guy named Marius Williams. Marius Williams was just like you. He went to Concordia later on after me, I think, a few years after me, right? He sure did, but he wanted to go play pro ball. Nice. With all of you, the me now is like. I didn't even know what I was doing. Yeah, I had yeah. no clue. If I looked at, if me now looked at Mar from ten years ago, fifteen years ago, so on and so forth, I'd be like, that dude know does that dude doesn't know what he's doing. He's an idiot. Yeah, yeah. For sure. But you guys were good enough, and you loved the game so much. You gave me an opportunity to work out with you, mm. and from working out with you, I learned things, and 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 now it helped me down the line. So that now when I work out with other players. I look like a person who I, at this point now, I feel like I know what I'm doing. Mm. But without you, without Nate, without Jordan, without Marius, and the whole, and all the guys who came through Concordia, and another big one is uh, Andrew Patrick. Without these people, I would never have developed the confidence that I know who I am and I know how I contribute to you know, the game of basketball. So that's my, and, 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 and so to this day, I'm still training basketball player. So that's, that's how great that's relationships are, man. Yeah, man. Great relationships. That's how they are, man. Mutual, man. It's mutual. We helped each other, man. You know what I'm saying? Helped each other, um, you know, on our path to, to greatness, yo. Mm -hmm. No doubt. All right. So we, we spoke a little bit on how, you know, how you got into, you know, from being a player to being a coach. Let's let's talk a little bit about how you got into uh, motivational speaking, and then how did that turn into, or what turned into now, you know, purpose. You know what I'm yeah. Saying? So in 2010, when I started coaching college basketball, before that, I was really really struggling actually uh, with lack of fulfillment. Right. Okay. I, I you know I had I had. I was doing good work. I had, I had an awesome job in terms of helping people go to college. That's really, mm. that's awesome, right? Yeah, that's dope. You're helping families go to, you're helping, you're helping first generation, uh, first generation students go to college and, and you're settling the waters for a lot of these families saying, listen, it's going to be okay. And I'm going to be here with your kid. They're going to be all right. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So I'm doing that work professionally. I'm training basketball players. So I'm working on becoming an entrepreneur. So I'm yeah. learning what it, what it means to have something that is your own. So that's mm -hmm. working out for me. Got beautiful friendships, beautiful relationships from top to bottom, man. Just mm -hmm. like a lot of good people around me that care about me. Um, and then I got my mother and father, my mother and my father in my life. Bless so me. that's working for me. And, mm -hmm. I, and I got a girlfriend that, mm -hmm. that cared about me. So it's like, what, what is there to be upset about? Right. But I felt like I was... I wasn't doing what I was built to do, mm. right? So I started reading a lot of books about, you know, positivity, positive thinking, so on and so forth. And I needed that. Mm. Um, but at some point you read enough of those books, they all start saying the same thing. Right, right. They yeah. all start saying the same thing. And what ends up happening is there's a lot of people out there that are positive, but they're, it's called toxic positivity. 
where when mm. people are really going through things, you just like, I know you, I, I know your leg is broke, but the sky is blue. Yeah. It's like, listen, dude, <laughs> but my leg is broke and uh -huh. I can't do my job and it's going to impact my money. It's going to impact my rent. It's going to impact the way I feed myself. It's going to impact my family. Don't right. talk to me about the sky is blue. Right. right? And that's what I was becoming. That's mm. what I was becoming. Okay. Okay. So I started coaching in college. I started coaching college basketball in 2010. This is like my second stint, but now I know what I'm good at. Mm. And but I've been reading all these books. So right. I was always, you know, dropping knowledge, you know, giving somebody a, a quick pep talk to help them kind of get through a tough time. Uh -huh. And then I got an opportunity to start talking to the team before they went out on the field, before they went out on the court on game day. Okay. And there's when I started realizing, like, wait a minute, I got a couple of bars, right? And right around this time, you got social media starting to blow up. So you got Twitter, you got Instagram, Facebook was already out. But yeah. these were platforms where you could kind of test the waters and figure out, me personally, where I could figure out if this message resonates with anybody. Yeah, no doubt. So I'm, I'm, I'm doing a little bit of social media. I'm... I'm doing real work. Like I'm giving a motivational speech. It's only probably a 90 minutes long, but I'm doing it before these kids go out and play. And every now and then you hear somebody say, man, you said that on Wednesday, it's Saturday. You said that on Wednesday, man, that stuck with me. So now I'm like, you know what? Maybe some of what I have to say might be powerful. It might be, it might be useful. You right. know, let me keep, let me keep working on this stuff. Mm. As we go on back to Limbach, blessings, in, blessings in disguise. We both know that, Limbeck was a very uh, conservative person with his personality. He wasn't an outspoken. He wasn't a. Yeah. He wasn't an extrovert. He was an yeah. introvert. Yeah. So a lot of times he would be given these opportunities to go speak, and he would say, "You know what? I I, I would I decline. You know, I'm, I'm I don't want to go speak at your camp, but I have a coach who would yeah. love to speak at your camp. So he kept sending me out nice. to go speak. So now I'm going in front of little, you know." multiple different types of groups right yeah. um and i'm exercising my ability to to, to public speak mm -hmm. now my father's a minister so it's in me mm. but i still need to go out there and figure out my own voice right 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 so while that's happening um i'm getting plenty of opportunities to speak fast forward about i don't know 2016 2017 i go get my master's while I'm getting my master's, I'm studying a person by the name of Arthur Chickerings, who was a developmental psychologist, and he studied uh, college-age adults. And I stumbled upon this, this, this discovery that college students around their junior, the sophomore and their junior year, they start searching for two different things, identity Right. So you're looking for different groups to help you figure out your identity. So you got people who are like, I'm I'm a, I'm a weight room guy. I'm always Damn. in the weight room. I thought that was I'm younger. A... I thought that nah. was like high school. It, it, it might it, it might vary, but I guess it yeah. may vary. Mm -hmm. But you know, he's studying you know, college oh, yeah, age yeah. folk. Okay, so okay. so he said he's he discovered that around the sophomore year, people start looking for identity. So that mm -hmm. first that freshman year in college, you you're just like taking it all in. You're just taking it all in and you're kind of working through your independence. That sophomore year, you're like, okay, I, I know how to be independent now. I'm comfortable. I know where everything is. Now, who, who what? Where, where's my crew? Where, where's my crew? Yeah, yeah. Simple, where do I belong? simple and plain. Yeah, yeah. Where do I belong? Mm. And then your junior year, you know that next year you out this boy. 
<laughs> so now you're starting to try to like, now you're looking at it like, what was the last three years about? How, mm. how was it impacting what I, what I am and what I should be doing? Like, how do I take everything that I've been, that I've been through and I'll use it in, a, in an effective way? Okay. And that when I hit, Nando, when I'm telling you, when I, when I hit, when I, when I read that, mm. I was like, this is it. This has been my whole life. My whole life has been an exercise uh. in discovering your purpose, discovering uh-huh. what are your gifts? What is your passion? Now, how do you use these two things to impact your, your own life, right. your family, your community, and whatever industry you want to be in? Hmm. And from that point on, I was rocking and rolling. And I'm going to tell you this last thing, and then you can kind of hit me with the next question, or we can kind of, you can build off of this, but, yeah, yeah. and this is a very, very important uh, lesson that I learned that I think every one of your listeners and every creative can benefit from. Uh-huh. Your, your brilliant idea is more useful being exercised at 70%, 60%, as opposed to you keeping it behind doors, working on it till you get it to 100%. Okay, so let me break that down. I was speaking on purpose, and there were many parts of my purpose talk that were not there. My, my purpose concept was, let's say, 75% done. Mm-hmm. But I was still, but I was still using it. Yeah. And there would be parts of my talk where I knew I can't go deep into detail about this because if I do, somebody's gonna realize like this part of my talk is undone. It's not. But I, but I had to exercise it. I because because I, I got to exercise. So it's kind of like you got a brilliant idea, and you're like, well, I won't, I won't get this to the public until it's a hundred percent. Yeah, until it's polished. Yeah. yeah. No, it's undone, it's unpolished, it's dusty, it's, 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 it's rough around the edges, use it. Because oh, somebody, because well, number one, somebody gonna benefit from it, number one. Yeah. But two, the only way you gonna ever finish it yeah. is if you use it. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, no doubt, no so, doubt. So, so, so don't, don't take that, that brilliant idea and keep it on the shelf like, no, nah, I get that to y'all when it's 100% because it may never be 100%. Yeah. Or, or maybe you might be you. dead, but, you know. So, and many, so, people, so, many people end up not, not letting the world see whatever it is that they're working on because they feel like it's not ready, you know, whether it's artists, you know what I'm saying, singers, writers, whatever, you know what I'm saying, painters. Some of them, they have things that, are, that could actually help people. Bro. You feel me? Right? Things that so, can help people, but they never go through with it because they feel like, nah, it's not ready yet. Nah, it's not, you know. I was out there. I was out there talking crazy to people. <laughs> like 75% right. You know what I'm saying? But you learn as you go. That's how it is, man. And that's what happened. Yeah. The more I talked about it, the more I talked about it, that's when the ideas kept coming to me. That's when the 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 creativity and like the rest of the the download yeah. started to take place oh, and wow. so i would get to genius double talent and i would talk about genius double talent but i it had no substance mm-hmm. it's like talking about a night it's like talking about a night i had a shell mm. i had a shell that i was kind of presenting to people but underneath the shell there was nothing it was uh-huh. hollow it was yeah, yeah. nothing there it was a void yeah but I had to present yeah. the shell anyway. And the reality and, is that whatever you had 
already helped most of the people. Come on now. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. as I so so as I kept talking about it, that's when I started to understand that Howard Gardner's uh he 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 had a a theory on multiple intelligence. Hmm. And that's when I realized that our genius level talent, it sounds like a singular concept. It's actually a plural concept. And that plural concept is made up of Howard Gardner's theory on multiple intelligence, which is each and every individual has nine forms of intelligence within them. Mm. But of those nine forms of intelligence, we are gifted in a collection okay. of those nine forms of intelligence. So you might have four, you might have five, you might have three, right? But we are all special, singular, exceptional, and gifted in some collection of those nine forms of intelligence. Okay. Right? It's up to us to figure out where we gifted. And mm. once we figure out where we gifted, that becomes our genius level talent. So our genius level talent is a collection of gifts. And once we you once we understand what that is, and then we couple it with our passion and, and passion is what's the one thing that you would do for the rest of your life to benefit all of all of humanity, regardless okay. of recognition, compensation, or reward. So like, you're going to do this for the people, no matter what the people may never, they may, you may never get paid for it. Yeah. They may never know you're doing it and you yeah. may never get a symbol of anything recognition. Yeah. Nothing for it, but you're willing to do it because it means that much to you love it that much. Mm. If you can take, that genius level talent and that passion, that's that's your purpose. That's what you that's what you give to the world unconditionally. Mm. Mm. You give that to the world because it ain't even yours. Right. That's, that's from the creator gave you that. And he gave you all of the experiences to mature and to culti cultivate yeah. that 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 gift and that passion. So it ain't even yours to really hold on to and like give out. So like give it to the people. Okay. And once I once I, once I figured that out, hmm. that's when I discovered, okay, everything that I've been, everything that I've been through, everything that has hurt me, everything that has rewarded me, everything hmm. has been about me discovering that my purpose is to help other people discover their calling on this earth. And once I did that, the way that the world started to respond to me has been, it's been crazy. Mm. And so here I am now, man, a purpose coach, a basketball coach from a skill standpoint. Yeah. But my my purpose is to help other people discover their own. No doubt, man. That's <clears throat> that's amazing, bro. So, yeah, that's that's dope, man. So listen, um, just to get back a little bit to where we were talking about um, yeah. you know, when, when we said that, you know, letting give into the world, whatever it is that we have at that at that in that moment in time, not waiting, not waiting for it to be perfect because nothing is mm -hmm. ever perfect, really. No, nothing is ever perfect. So that's why I think it's important for the youth, you know, um, especially for everybody, but especially for the youth to understand that, like, I think one of, one of these things that is very important is to set ourselves deadlines. You know what I'm saying? To sell, to set ourselves goals, to break them down and to have deadlines. You understand mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Because Really, that concept, it, it, that happens a lot. Many people, like I said, many people do that. They, they stop themselves from sharing something with the world that, because they feel like it's not ready yet. But think about it in, in this perspective. Like, think about it. If, if we had a game, we had a game, and then now we're not mm -hmm. going to go play. We're not going to the game because 
<clears throat> our offense isn't working 100 right yet you know what i'm Bad. saying like what are we gonna do we're not gonna go out and play yep. you know what i'm saying like what kind of mentality do we have like <clears throat> so I, i think that's that's very important man and the way you talk about it makes a lot of sense man so i just wanted to share yeah, that dude. real quick man yeah you just gotta <laughs> by the way so my 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 my, my ipad's got 10 so <laughs> so we got enough We you got another we got another uh challenge, but we'll figure it out. But yeah, yeah. dude, it's 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 truly a powerful concept that I think many of us the ego gets in the way of success and, and creativity and um contribution. Like like mm -hmm. the ego mm -hmm. gets in the way of contribution. Mm -hmm. And our ego says that we we can't be made fun of. Yeah. We can't be criticized. We can't be disagreed with. We can't be rejected. Right. And so the ego gets involved and says, we're going to do everything in our will to prevent any type of rejection from happening. Right, right. And our egos, and it also says, and also we're going to make sure you feel zero mm. discomfort. Mm. So whatever mm. we got to do to yeah. make sure that you avoid that discomfort, The ego is saying, oh, by all means, sure. trust me, we got you. Mm -hmm. And I tell my son this as a basketball player. I tell all my, all my train, all my, all my, all my um, athletes, if you truly want to get good and be nice, like I'm talking nice, nice, you got to get your ego out of the way and you got to be comfortable with being terrible at something right now <clears> so <throat> you can be exceptional on the back end yeah. and You got to do this drill knowing that you're going to mess up. You're going to yeah. dribble the ball off your foot. You're going, you know, you're going to lose your handle. You're going through cones and chairs. Okay, you're going to run you're going to run through you're going you're going to knock the chair over, you're going to knock you're the gonna cone mess down. Up. You're going to mess up, man. It's like you're life. To, you're going you're going to, but that's what has to happen <laughs> in order for you to inevitably get to a place where you've mastered something. Yeah. And so for all of those young creative creatives yeah. You have to get your ego out of the way no so that you can be completely and 100% inhibited in yeah. your creative expression so that you can inevitably master something mm. that will hopefully help somebody. But, but that means that, that that means, though, we all have to see the process that goes from uh, unconscious incompetence mm. and gets to unconscious competence you right. have to be able to make people uh available to that process yeah you know what i'm saying or, or, or showcase that yeah, process yeah. so that you, you know you got to be able to showcase that process yeah, you know yeah. what i'm saying going from zero to i've mastered this thing mm -hmm. and most people don't because they don't want to be made fun of yeah but in that in essence you're you're you hiding know, we want to we want to <clears throat> stay in a comfortable place yeah and when you know in order to reach uh, fulfillment, you know, uh, quote unquote, greatness and fulfillment, you know, we have to get uncomfortable. There's no other 100%. way. You know what I'm There's saying? No we and we can't be afraid to fail. Like I, I was talking, you know, now, now, you know, I'm still, I'm still hooping, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, I'm not playing at a pro level anymore, but I'm still hooping, organized. And, you know, we're trying to do serious things with the squad. So, you know, um, we're, we're, we, it's serious, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Now I'm now I'm one of the vets, you know, I'm 37 years old. So, you know, what I'm saying I'm one of the vets. So I had one of the young guys yesterday was our first scrimmage, by the way. So I had one of the young guys on the squad. You know, he was like, yo, man, coach put me at the four and I wasn't really sure. I didn't know what to do. Really. I'm used to playing the three. And he was like, he was like, um, 
you know, I know if I mess up, you know, coach is going to take me out. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I had to, and I had to tell him like, listen, man, you can't, you can't play with the fear of, you know, if I mess up, the coach is going to take me out. I was like, listen, it doesn't matter if the coach is going to take you out. Yeah. I was like, listen, if you, if you have an opportunity, you got to play the game. Even if you have to break the system and go into something else, just do it. It doesn't matter if you mess up and the coach takes you out. That's okay. You live with it. You'll tell him, coach, I thought I was making the right decision. I saw, I saw an opening. Yeah. I saw an opening and I tried to do it. And then the coach yeah. might seat you. It doesn't matter. But you have to do it, man. You have to go through these things. You can't play. You can't play it folding. You know what I'm saying? And scared because yeah. you're not sure what to do. So that's this just this this goes to, you know, to tell you that, you know, it's the same as, you know, not wanting to give what we have because we're afraid of being yeah, looked man. at a certain way or failing or, you know what I'm saying? That's the only way to go. We we have to fail. Yeah. We have how to. about this? How about this? That young man or that doll player staying true to himself hmm. under, you know, in, 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 a, in a pressured field environment, hmm. that, that that's why beauty, that's why basketball and that sports in general is so awesome because it, it provides all these uh, natural consequences. But there's so many parallels that you can take from sports and then you can apply it to life. But no doubt. I yeah, see yeah. I see so many people who they come into an opportunity and they leave their true identity. Right, which is they, they, they leave their genius level talent out of the room. Mm. Right. They they leave who they truly are out of the room and they try to impress somebody with a false identity. Mm. Mm. You dig what I'm saying? So like this ball player is like, well, I could do I could do what I what I do. I could do me and 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 be the instinctive me, the authentic me. I could do that. And, 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 you know, kind of play around with risk being who I really am mm. and see where that leads me, right? Or I could try to be what somebody else wants me to be. Now, if you fail doing you, there's a good chance that somebody might be like, okay, you took the L, but that kind of made sense. Right. Oh, okay, we can, okay, let's see if we can figure that out. Mm. But it's really bad when you fail being somebody else, right? Because now they didn't even get a chance to see the real you. Yeah. Yeah. So now, now you're just a clown. Get, <laughs> now you're just a clown. <laughs> yeah. So it's like in life, man. It's like I tell people, like, figure out what your purpose is, yeah. and 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 bring that undone product mm. to the to bring bring that into the room with you. Yeah. Because even if it's undone, it's authentically you. It's 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 you. It's undone, but it's still you, and it's still got some value to it. And, and people can still, you know, be inspired by that. No doubt. Well, when you go into the room and you try to be somebody else, you try to adopt, you try to adopt somebody else's skill set, you're trying mm -hmm. to be somebody that you're doing all this work to try to be somebody else, and then they still reject you. They probably reject you because it'd be like, listen, that ain't that ain't even you look terrible. Right. And then you're like, but, but no, but 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 no, no, no. This isn't even the real me. Now you look like a clown because you came in here dressed up mm. with makeup on and yeah, a big yeah. red nose. And, and they're like, dude, I don't even want to hear. I don't even want to hear about the real you. Now nah, I'm done. Word. So if you're gonna fail, you might as well fail being being, being who you truly yeah. are because you're okay. probably gonna fall in favor mm. with the universe because you took a chance on 
doing what is, you know, yeah. doing what is authentic, authentically you. For sure, man. No doubt, man. And listen, and that's that's really dope what you do, man. And I've 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 directed a lot of people, you know, to to you know to your social media so they could you know get get the message, yeah. grasp the message a little bit. But you know, I know you have a lot more to offer, so I always you know tell people to hit you up, you know, personally. I appreciate open. you, man. You know, what I'm saying yeah. no doubt, man. But never listen, turn down a rep, especially especially in the, in this in this world and this society and these times that we live in. You know, I feel yeah, like there's man. there's a lot of depression going on. You know what I'm saying? 100%. And, and, and and a lot of that is because people don't know their purpose. I feel like you understand what I'm saying. So what you do is extremely important. So if you could, man, um, uh, do, do you need to go get your charger? Do you have a charger? Or? No, we got. We good? I got 8%. Okay. I got 8%. This will last us for a little bit. And, you know, we talked about uh, we'll do this and then hopefully we'll do some more stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, right. so, let, so let me get back to it. Yeah, so however this comes out, yeah. we'll do it, and then we'll just hop back on. Yeah, let's go. So if you could, man, real quick, um, get a little bit into how you help people find their purpose. You know what I'm saying? How how do you do that? You know, get a little bit into it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So I'll, I'll yeah, yeah. So you will do this, and then we'll probably, we'll shut it down, because yeah. I think um, if I if you go too deep down this road, yeah, yeah, yeah. it'll it'll last we'll forever, and then my device will shut off. No doubt. Then so, people, 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 when when we get done, I'm gonna put your info also down on the description facts. so people can hit hit you up and link up and all that. So yeah, go ahead, man. So how I help people discover their purpose? I mean, I do it in a myriad of ways. Sometimes I'm with the groups, sometimes I'm with individuals, sometimes I'm with small groups. You know, sometimes I'm just with just like convers just you know a friend will call up and be like, "Yo, I need some help." You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So I do it in a myriad of ways, but. My process is, number one, uh, help people discover where they are gifted. And again, you have nine forms of intelligence, nine forms of intelligence uh, that we all possess. Um, so I, I'm going to see if I can rant, spit, them out, uh, spit them out. You can be word smart, people smart, uh, self smart, life smart, reasoning and logical smart. Uh, you can be musically smart, nature smart. You can be uh, body smart, and there's one more, and spatially smart. Okay, okay? and so body I'm is sorry. like body's like athletics. Body could be athletic. So when you think about people who are body smart, you could think about a professional athlete, but you could also think about a world class pianist. Okay, yeah, no doubt. And could you have and could you have a combination of those two? You could have a couple combinations. Oh, yeah. yeah. So so I'll just go with you. Yeah. I'll go with you right okay, now. Okay. Okay. Right. So you are were smart i know you were smart because you trilingual hmm. right you were smart but I, how about this you were smart because you're also a recording artist and you use your words hmm. to speak to people hmm. you use your words to in, uh, impact people to uh, affect people to inspire and motivate people to educate people right not everybody's able to use words effectively and efficiently hmm. some people some people will give you a message and they got to they got to have you in a room for hours upon hours upon hours to help you understand a simple concept because right. they don't know how to use their words properly. Mm. But there's somebody who can take a very, very complicated concept and make it incredibly comprehensive, oh, very effectively and efficiently. Mm. So you are word smart. I think you have a very good understanding of people. Mm. You've always understand understood people. I and I could tell by all the different people, all the different social settings you've been in, mm. right? 
you've been all over the world, man. You've been all over the world. You, you, you've talked to so many different, different types of people. You understand people. Now, how that plays out, it plays out in your art, but it also plays out just in your general conversation. You understand how to meet somebody where they are. Mm. You understand how to read body language. You understand how to empathize. You've always been good with people. And even at Concordia, I might see you with this group of people and this group of people has a certain profile. Then I might see you with this group of people. They got a whole different profile, no right? Now you with this other third group of people, they got a different type of profile. So you've always been good with people. I think you've always been good. Uh, you've been, you've been self-smart too. That's intra, intra mm -hmm. personal intelligence, understanding yourself, okay. understanding your, your strengths, your weaknesses, Mm. understanding uh, understanding who you are from an emotional standpoint from a loving standpoint from a mental standpoint you know being able to question yourself and also answer like being able to sit with yourself by yourself in total isolation and and, and, and be able, being able to have a conversation with yourself and better understand yourself right no doubt. so those are just three you got to be musically gifted right you 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 use music you mm. use rhythm you you use timber you use pitch you use all these things musically, sonically, to help people in addition with your words. So here you are, by understanding yourself, you're able to get a message out of yourself. Mm. You're able to use your words to then communicate with people that you understand. So you understand how to communicate with those people musically. And then you're able to, you know, uh, verbally, but then you're able to add music to it to take that, that, that message and make it sound cool. Make it sound dope. Make it it's good enough to 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 dance to, but then it's also good enough to to fight to and protest to. Appreciate you know what I'm saying? And look, I even got to the the physical part, the body part. You play, you play professional sports. Now, how does your physical how do, how does your physical expression impact your ability to communicate? I would imagine when you're on stage, you're not standing there still. Right. But there's some way in which you're communicating to people with your words, mm. but also with your physical actions that make people say, I believe in this message and I believe in this person with this microphone in their hand. Mm. So that's what I do for a lot of people. I help them okay. figure all that out. So I, I, I ask them questions mm. to, so that they can qualify for themselves who they are. Right. And I am not telling you what you are. You're, right. you're, you're figuring it out. <laughs> you're Yeah, I'm giving you the questions. Uh so that you can tell me who you are right. and that's more powerful there, mm -hmm. there's a lot of i got five percent there's a lot of people who take a lot of inventory like uh these surveys that help them to figure out you know who they are right this is your intellectual profile your personality profile so on and so forth but what ends up happening is you read that and then you start to live according to what was told about you mm. You feel me? Yeah, no doubt. So, like, here's my here's my zo. You, you you look. You you read the zodiac uh -huh. profile, right? And then you start living according to that profile. Mm. That that these profiles can't they can't honestly account for everything that you've yeah. been through, right? No doubt. So, I with agree. that being said, it's more important that we acknowledge and identify who we are. Because mm -hmm. we right. can account for everything. I've, I've, I've been through this. I've been through that. Yeah. Now I can add that to my profile. So when I talk to somebody about who I am, I can take everything that I've been through 
and articulate it to you in the most authentic, most complete and honest way. So when I'm, when I'm helping people figure out their genius level talent, and I think I'm going to say these last two things and I think we should shut it down because I don't want the the device to shut out. um, I ask people, I tell, I, 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 I help people. I tell people that your genius level talent is inspired by three things. It's inspired by where you come from, mm-hmm. who you come from. So where you come from is your environment. Who you come from. Mm-hmm. DNA. Mm-hmm. You know, we, 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 we pass along spirits to our, you know, th- throughout the generations. We pass along love interests. Word. You know, we, I, I love this. I love music. My, my daughter loves music. Mm. My son, he's signed me. He's six. He loves music. My nice. son doesn't love music. That's okay. But he, but I think he loves the game of basketball. I passed that down to him. Mm. So we pass things, we pass skill sets and we pass love interests down to our kids. Um, and so we pass that along through the DNA. So that's the, that's the environmental piece. That's the DNA. And then there's sometimes when you can look at somebody and you're like, you, you don't look like anything that you come from or anybody that you come from. So why, why, why do you show up this way? You'd be like, that's God. Mm. You know, that's God. God made me this way. Right. Your parents don't play music and you don't come from a musical environment, but you're a brilliant musician. Where did you get that skill? God gave me that. So I help people, I help people look back at their environment in in their bloodline and to figure out where they get their skills where they get their their their, their talent from right their, their giftedness and then we qualify it by looking for these three things in each gift do you experience enhanced memory is your memory does your memory feel infinite when you are operating in this intellectual space okay right so musically I'm pretty sure there's some things that you learn academically. You were like, bro, I, I know that's important, but I can't memorize it. But if mm. you heard a lyric from J. Cole, you'd be like, bro, I heard that one time. And I, I, remember. I remember it. I remember that whole line, mm. that whole bar. Enhanced memory. The second thing is enhanced instincts. Mm. There are some, there's some times when we find ourselves in spaces where we don't, know the, we don't know all the rules of the game, but we're playing and we're highly effective because mm-hmm. we just our instincts are off the charts, our timing, our feeling, our gut. We just know when and when not to. Right. Somebody like, have you ever done this before? You're like, no, never. Well, well, how are you being so successful? I just, I just, I don't know. It's the energy instincts. within me, something, yeah. yeah. Bro, yeah, yeah. right? The, like you picked, up, you, you picked up on basketball because the first time you put a ball in your hand, that made more sense than football, yeah, golf. It was, it was a feeling, yeah, just a feeling like, okay. Like, I don't even know what I'm doing, but I yeah. feel like I'm, I'm decent at it. Yeah. So every time you operate in your gifts, in, in your giftedness, you should experience enhanced memory, instinct. And the last thing is you should experience uh, what I call um, enhanced aptitude for a specific field of knowledge, basically meaning you were born with the understanding. Okay. Like you understood everything that you know now from day one wow. from the day of conception you you already yeah, knew you already everything had you, yeah. you were just waiting for your environment hmm. 
to bring it out of you. Hmm. You were waiting for your environment to cultivate and, and mature it. But you already you already knew how to I do what you do that, now. Yeah. But the but the but the world around you had to bring it out of you. Word. You dig what I'm saying? So that's what I'm working to help people understand. Um that's what I'm, that's that's the work that I'm doing to help people figure out their, their gifts. Yeah. And once we figure out their gifts, right? And that's some collection of those nine that that we talked about. Then they they've identified them. Uh-huh. They've qualified them. Now you have to kind of like now you got to exercise them so you can really really kind of come back with some data like yo, it's these four. Okay. <laughs> these four make up my my genius level talent. Mm. These four make up a big portion of who I am as an individual. As a, these four make up my my confidence. Right. Like these four things, I take into every room with me because this is where I'm gonna make my money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm not talking about money in terms of like right, right. You know, I'm talking like this is how I make. I'm 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 gonna, I'm gonna get that person to like me right there. Like that's gonna be my wife uh, uh. because of these four things. <laughs> you know, like that's how, that's how I know. move. Basically, that's how I make that, things happen. Dude, yeah, I, there's a big problem taking place. Really? Okay. I'm going to take these four things with me and that's how I'm going to figure out that I'm going to come up with a solution to that problem. Right. Like these four things become this is how I this how I this is how I figure out everything in my life. Mm-hmm. And so that's it. And so then the next thing is passion. But mm-hmm. I want to stop short. Yeah. I got I got 3% on my device. I want to stop good, short man. and I want to no come doubt. back and talk about passion because I think yeah, that's we- a whole podcast We'll definitely definitely have you back on, my brother, man. And I encourage uh, the listeners to go check out my brother, Mark Fox Jr. over here, man. Purpose Coach. And also, if you're around the the Michigan area, and not just Michigan, man, go ahead and travel and go see him if you want to get your game up, man. Meticulous basketball (laughs) skill training. Yo, I'm telling you, man. He'll get you right. Mark will get you right, man. No doubt. So, all right, my brother, yo, thank you for being on the Vital Hoops podcast, and we'll have you back on, man. No doubt. Yeah, I want to be the I want to be the big bro that you know every every so often I we, we just wrap it up, we chop it up, and um, and 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 we just catch up, man, and and yeah. we continue to talk about uh, you know purpose, spirituality, love, and and, okay. and mentality, and how it plays its how how it kind of shows itself in all things yeah, you know, yeah. that we do and that other people do um, because I think uh, this message is a message that people need to hear. We talk about purpose and depression. If, 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 you, if you have a reason to get up every day and work for something bigger than yourself, mm. it helps you. It helps you to bypass those dark days that um, can, can lead to uh, devastation uh, in, the, in the lives of many. And so I think we definitely need to talk about purpose as much as possible. All right, all right. This was a great one. Purpose. Touch on purpose with the purpose coach Mark Fox Jr. And um I encourage all of you to 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 go back and 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 listen to this episode a couple times so you can really catch the jewels, you know what I'm saying? But before I go, I want to do a, a, as always here on the Vital Hoops podcast, a uh, book recommendation. Um you know, on episode 1 if you haven't seen it yet, please go back and check it out. Episode number one, uh, Health is Wealth, featuring my brother, Pierre Jacobs. Uh, he, uh, Pierre's book recommendation was Become. Become is a book 
written by Mark Fox Jr., uh, our guest that we had on tonight. So make sure you check that out. You know what I mean? You're going to have in the description, you're going to have a link to, to Marv's, you know, <clears throat> to Marv's um, website, his social media, all of that. So check that out. Become by Mark Fox Jr. Uh, and as for me, I want to recommend a book. We're, we're just uh, coming out of Black August, a month where we, you know, commemorate and we honor all the freedom fighters. You know what I mean? All the all the black and African freedom fighters. So I want to, you know, recommend this this short book. It's a quick read. So I really recommend, you know, everybody check it out. It's it's uh, it's by Malcolm X. It's called uh, Malcolm X Talks to Young People. I really check that out. It's a quick book. Malcolm X Talks to Young People. I have it right here. Uh, I recommend everybody to check this out real quick. And um, that's it. I want to thank you all for listening to Vital Hoops, for checking us out and supporting us. Those of you who who are sharing, you know, I, I really appreciate it, truly, because, you know what I mean? That's what we do it for. And uh, make sure you like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Follow us on Instagram at Vital Hoops Podcast, Facebook, Vital Hoops. Check us out on Twitter at Vital Hoops Pod. And you could also reach us by email, vitalhoopspodcast at gmail.com. Appreciate the love. Vital Hoops is for the culture. Peace.